Uh, take your Bibles and turn over to Luke chapter number 16. And Luke chapter 16 has got several stories in there, but this one story in particular, everybody in here has heard messages preached on. But this morning, I want to deal with the ones that, the part of it that, where this beggar was not deceived. But that rich man who had everything in the world, had it all, he was deceived by hell. Now think about it here now. You got, you got to look at it. We're going to address it. We're going to pick up the story though in Luke chapter 16 and verse number 22 and we'll read down through 31. And it said, And it came to pass that the beggar died and was carried in the, uh, by the angels into Abraham's bosom. And the rich man also died. And notice this wording. Was and was buried. Big contrast there, isn't there? In verse number 23, And in hell he lifted up his eyes, being in torments, with a S, and see if Abraham afar off and Lazarus in his bosom. And he cried and said, Father Abraham, have mercy on me, and send Lazarus that he may dip the tip of his finger in water and cool my tongue, for I am tormented in this flame. Another, look at the wording there. Notice it went from torments to tormented in this flame. But Abraham said, Son, uh, said, Son, remember that thou in thy lifetime receivest the, thy good, uh, good things, and likewise Lazarus evil things. Now he is comforted, and thou art tormented. And besides all this, between us, here comes another good word here. Look at this. He said, between us and you, there is a great gulf. Mm. And I ain't talking about that orange and blue sign that was out there by gas stations back in the 70s either. Amen? Yeah. I'm talking about, a. notice what it says here, a great gulf. So that, so that they would pass from hence to, uh, to you cannot. Neither can they come, they pass to us. That would come from thence. Look at the wording. You can't go, look, when you're there, you can't come out and go up, up to heaven. And the people in heaven, sure enough, ain't going to leave to go nowhere else. Amen. That was the Brunswick County redneck version right there. All right. Verse number 27. Then he said, I pray thee therefore, Father, that thou wouldest send him to my father's house, for I have five brethren, that he may testify unto them, lest they also come into this place of torment. Now notice there, it went from torments, tormented, to torment, singular. And he says these words, Abraham saith unto him, They have Moses and the prophets, let them hear them. And he said, Nay, Father, Abraham. Look at this right here, look at this deception. He says, Nay, which means no, Father Abraham. But if one went unto them from the dead, they will repent. And here comes a, a little bit of a preacher here that's got a backbone in these statements that's going to be saying next. 
In verse number 31, he said unto him, If they hear not Moses and the prophets, neither will they be persuaded, though one rose from the dead. Father, we prayed this morning, Lord, that you would take the message and use it for your honor and glory. Lord, I do pray that you would just meet with us this morning, Lord, and help us get clarity to make sure that nobody in this room has got hell deceiving them. Because, Lord, that's exactly, that is exactly what Satan wants to do. He wants to put a pretty picture on something that's ugly. And, Lord, I pray that this morning, Lord, that you would just take the message and use it for your honor and glory. And it's in the name of Jesus Christ we pray. Amen. I wanted to say this. Here in these verses, you see how hell has deceived this man, this rich man. Look at verse number 22. We didn't know right here. You see that the beggar died and was carried by angels, and the rich man died and was buried. Notice it just said that he was just buried. But look at the wording for, uh, for, the, for that beggar. Carried by angels into Abraham's bosom. Verse number 23, the rich man in hell looked up out of torment. The beggar, he was in Abraham's bosom. Again, see, the rich man was deceived. Verse number 19, we didn't read verse number 19, but the rich man's pleasure. In verse number 20, we see all the pleasures that the rich man had. It says that he was rich, but look at verse number 20. The beggar wanted was just satisfied and desired to eat after the dogs. Hmm? Look at the deception there. I'm going to tell you something here. I can submit, I, I, I'm not going to ask for a raised hand, but I'll tell you what, everybody in this room, I said, you know, out there, we got a pack of dogs and we're going to go in there and clean up after they get through eating. Everybody in here will snarl their lip and, and say right there, but I'll tell you what, if you were hungry, that'd be a different story, wouldn't it? Mm hmm. That's like people that say they don't like bologna, but bless God when they're hungry, they think they're eating T bone steak. Amen? Verse number 27. You see that he had five uh, members full of the world. Look at verse number 31. Hell deceived them because of the fact of what he said. He said, Look, he says, they got, they got some of the best preachers that the world's ever heard. Moses and all those prophets, Elias and all the rest of them, they got these prophets. And he said, if they wouldn't hear them, they're not going to listen to the people coming back from the dead. Amen? Amen. You can get up here behind this pulpit and sound a warning until you turn blue in the face. And, and, and I'm going to tell you something. Will it have an effect? Probably not. Y'all ain't going to believe this. That's the end of page one. There's more to come. Hell deceives people, folks. And in 2017, just like we read these scriptures, these these, and we've heard we've heard stories, and we've heard uh, we've heard Bible stories over the years about this. We've heard sermons, we after sermon after sermon about the rich man and the and the beggar and all these things. But see, look, the thing of it is deceived, deceived. Hell's got people deceived in 2017. Let me help you out. Point number one. Hell deceives by the music that's being played in, the, in our society today. You go to the gas station and these, I call them idiots, 
got their music pulled, turned up so loud that they come in and, and literally, and it's got vibra- it's vibrated the car. And you know, where things have jarred loose. I got to thinking about this thing right here. They say you're not supposed to shake little babies because it'll jar their brain loose and can kill them. But I, I, I'm going to tell y'all something. These teenagers and stuff out there with that loud music, I worry about their brains being jarred loose from all that boom, boom that's in there. Hey, I'm telling you. So I decided to do what any other preacher would do and look up and see exactly what the word music means. So I looked in the way of life encyclopedia of the Bible and Christianity. Excellent, excellent encyclopedia. And it said these words. Music, it is a melody or harmony of any succession of sounds so modulated as to please the ear or in any combination of uh, simultaneous sounds in accordance or harmony. Now think about this for a second. In accordance or harmony. Nowhere in there does it say loud gyrations of unknown sources. Now, Brother Bobby comes up here and plays the electric guitar. And if I get up there and play on it, it will be a sound y'all have never heard before. Not pleasurable to the ears because it would have no harmony. It would have no chords. And it would have, it would be just the sound. It would be the same way with Brother Doug's guitar over there. And he's looking at me kind of funny. I'm not going to go over and pick it up because these instruments are very expensive and I wouldn't do that. But see, it's the same way with me going over here and banging on the piano. See, if you don't know how to play it, all it is is a big bunch of noise. Well, that's about what these singers that are out there doing in the world today have done. I've met all the, uh, most of these popular, this Luke Bryan and Jason Aldean, uh, uh, the Miranda Lambert, her ex-husband Blake Shelton, Brad Paisley, his wife Kim Williams. I've met these people personally. And the only one that's even got any decency about him and her is Brad and Kim Paisley. And he asked me, with his little hands, he says, would you like an autograph? I said, no. And he said, why? And I said, I don't listen to your music. So what do I need your autograph for? I looked at Jason Aldean. When I saw him, he was, I heard somebody at this particular place, and he was cussing so much. I said, who is that? And he said, you want to meet Jason Aldean? I said, no. I said, why don't you go tell him to shut up? There's women inside the office. And yet people flock by the droves. Oh, I'm telling you, it's wrong. It's wrong. Bible says it's wrong. Let me tell you, let me, let me go ahead and say this today. If you come here expecting popularity and something that's going to make you feel good and all these things, let me tell you, that's the devil right there. It ain't going to be, the, this ain't the message. Colossians chapter 3, verse number 16. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, 
teaching and abolishing one another in psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. We're covering on Sunday nights Psalms 119, and it's broke in eight different little sections, each, all the way through those verses. It is in eight, eight verses to a section. Have you noticed that? Well, see, that's the reason it's set up is because psalms mean song. You're supposed to sing them. Praises to the Lord, it says. Let me tell you something, church. Rap music, rock and roll, this country western, some southern gospel now has got ridiculous contemporary music and things like this. Let me tell you something. Yes, it is popular with the world, but it's not and it should not be popular with the Christian. Let me tell you something, church. This stuff leads people to hell. This, the, these songs that they sing, they, 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 they talk about going out and partying and going to these nightclubs and these rap singers get out there and, and rap about shooting their mamas and, and their grandmas and all this stuff. Let me tell you something church. What are you listening to? Amen. 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 It should be pleasurable to the ear. Well you say well country music is my hind leg. And everybody says well you got to remember Carrie Underwood she released that song Jesus Take the Wheel had Jesus in it. Yeah, here's my thing. Carrie Underwood released it on Country Western first. Then it was a crossover. And then it came in third. It went into Christian music. It weren't intended to be a Christian song. You can put Jesus in anything. And call it holy. Look at us. But it's wrong. Let me tell you something, church. It's not what the Bible says that we should be doing. I'll help you out. Hell deceased by the television. Got one in my house. I can watch a little bit of racing. And Cheryl's getting got it now in, in with this home redoing network thing. That's what it is. <laughs> Going there and every time I come in the house, I keep expecting this carpenters are going to be there and they've rearranged everything. Hard to get good TV. You know something? The one thing about that about that uh, that uh, carpentry channel, everybody is HD. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> you don't ever hear many people cussing on there. The only thing they're doing is making, giving people ideas how to spend a lot of money. <laughs> Television, subliminal advertising, right now is at an all-time high. Let me ask you this. In the room this morning, you can go ahead and raise your hand. How many people in here have seen the FedEx era? One per. You know where the FedEx era is? Nobody else in here. It's subliminal advertisement because there's uh, subliminal advertisement in that FedEx is straight as an arrow. That next time you see a FedEx truck, look between the E and the X. There's an arrow. Sub subliminal advertising. See? The FedEx era. Some of you here looking at me like, what is this right here? You're crazy. Well, look at the FedEx truck. And I'll tell you what will happen. 
When you find it the first time, from here on, you'll be looking at it. You'll be saying, oh, there it is. Oh, there it is. Oh, there it is. But it's there. <clears throat> Subliminal advertising. Two years ago, Skittles came out with the Skittles Fruit Burst little pieces. Y'all remember it? Nobody called it because it was subliminal advertisement. There was this, the purple pack, and it had at an angle. It was like Skittles, exciting, and it was, I forget what the uh, uh, excitement was last, and it was something in between. Entertaining is what it was. All you had to do was look at an angle, and the subliminal advertisement that Skittles put on there was sex. It was highlighted. It was in bold letters. See? Hell's got people deceived and the TVs are doing the same thing. And it's legal because it passes the FCC regulations because of the fact it's not in the forefront. What's going on is in the background. They can't stop that. Have you ever watched a TV show and tried to figure out what time it was when you seen a clock on the wall behind them and start paying attention to the, not the show, but to what's going on behind the show? You better start paying attention to what you watch. Because what you see in bathtubs, what you'll see when they have bathroom scenes and all this stuff, all the subliminal advertising is going on in the background. Oh yeah. I'm... Silence falls in the church over everybody's head. This is deep. And it's because of the fact that nobody, like yourselves, and see, I didn't for a long time until I started paying attention to clocks on the wall. I was just, I, when I see a TV show and I see a clock, I said, wonder what time it is. And I would figure out what time that was on the clock. It just got to be a game. Then I started looking, whoa, look at what's going on in the bathtub here. All these different things. Church, I'm telling you. Hell's got people deceived by the, by, the, by the television. Let me help you out. Modern family. Queers in it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. One of, as a matter of fact, it's uh, on now. It, I, I don't even think it's aired. I think it's on one of them things like reruns and all this stuff. Uh, you see that. The Good Fight. Don't watch that either. It's full of homosexual act, activity on top of its affairs. What if married people need to be watching the TV show about how to have an affair? I'm happy with my wife. And look, I'm going to tell you something. If you're married, you should be happy with your own. What else? How about the latest one that just came out a couple about a month or so ago? ABC, When We Rise. Well, that was on the LGBT community about when we rise. Well, why do they have to have a devilish TV show about it? That's just more of their agenda being forced down our throat. Bible says that that lifestyle is an abomination. An abomination which means basically it makes God sick. But see, the thing of it is, the church, it keeps right, right on and right on and right on. Let's push it into, let's push it into the Christian's throat. And let's just stuff it down there. Well, I'm going to tell you something. I will not be silent no more. I'm done being silent. 
Christians, get a little bit and go ahead and quit being silent on this because I'm telling you what happened in North Carolina is getting ready to happen around the United States. And if you love your children, you better protect them when they go into a public bathroom. Amen. 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 Husbands that are in here, I know how you feel about your wives. Well, bless God, when they go into a public bathroom, let me tell you, you better stand guard. I'm telling you, it's got to the point now that this has gone past the point of being crazy and it's gone into idiocy, which is means it's a whole big bunch of idiots doing stuff like this. Let me tell you something. Up there in Raleigh, where Roy Cooper's at, he's got his own bathroom. He don't have to worry about him and his wife. Come on out here on the streets and, get, and, and see what, what it's like. Oh, I tell you, this ain't popular. I'm going to tell you something, church, but I'm telling you, I'm giving you Bible here because, look, here's what I'm saying. This needs to be addressed, and it don't need to be inside of the local church house. Amen? I looked at our uh, covenant. I looked at our uh, the, the papers and stuff that I found, and I tell you what, we're going to have a meeting here in a couple weeks, and we're going to get we're going to change the covenant, and we're going to change the constitution, and we're not going to allow those homosexuals and stuff to come in here and join up in our church. They can come, and they can sit down, and they can listen to the preaching, and we'll love on, try to get them and preach them out of that lifestyle, but they're not going to come in here and rip apart our church, bless God, because we're going to protect what. We we got it's coming it's coming sad to say Psalms 101 verse number 3 I will set no wicked thing before my eyes I hate the work of them that turn aside it shall not cleave to me you see something wicked, read something wicked, hear something wicked, don't let it cleave to you. Turn it to the side, get away from it. The Bible teaches us in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, it says sustain from all appearance of evil. So what do you do? You just stay away from it. If it looks that way, bless God, stay away from it. Same thing with the radio station. Look, if you sit there in the car and it ain't uplifting the name of Jesus, turn it off. Just turn it off. Hell deceives by our dress. What do you mean by that? Go to the mall. You'll tell me. I'll tell you what I'm talking about. You see up there. You go to the mall. You see shorts that are up to here, and then you see shirts that are down to here. It's not right. It's not right. Let me tell you something, church. Let me look. When you go out in public, all you gotta do is cover up. Just cover up. Now I'm glad that I'm, and let me say this, let me stop, pull the handbrake. We don't have that problem here. And I thank God for that. But I'm going to say this, men look like men. Ladies look like ladies. That's all I, that's all I can say. What do you mean by that? Explanation. When I stand behind somebody in the grocery store, I shouldn't have to wonder what that is. Amen. And I'll go ahead and say this right here too. I don't want to see your underwear. Pull your stupid pants up. If they knew what that means, they wouldn't have their pants down, bless God. You hear what I'm saying? Because they come out of prison. Mm. 
hell deceives by our dress. And the only thing I can say is there's a, there's a, it's first for the men. Check out First uh, Timothy chapter three verse two, ladies. First Timothy chapter two verse nine. Modest apparel. That's all. It's all, basically what it's saying. But I'm gonna tell you something though. When you leave the house and a youngin turns around and says, "Is this too short?" I'm gonna say these words. Go change. If you got to ask, bless God that it is. Amen. Seeking my approval. Cover up. But church, let me tell you something though. This is, this, look, this is not just here in Danville. This right here is worldwide. Everybody thinks that they ought to leave the house with no clothes on. I'm going to tell you something though. Now we got people that have been associated with the school system in here and some of them still are and I can bet you that when they get on the school bus that they got clothes on. They got their books and stuff but when they come to church and everything they can't remember to bring their Bible and when they go to the mall they think well I'm just going to go naked. Yeah this is go. You ain't going to put nothing on? Well no. Just go over there. I got a, a friend of mine I got a friend of mine, he, he's, he's crazy. And he went in there and, and McDonald's and Shalote. And two uh, teenage girls was in there. And honestly, I'm not lying to you, he told me their shorts were up to here. They were above, their shorts were above their waist. And they served them. So he asked the, the, the person there behind the counter, he said, why do you serve them? He said, they got stuff hanging out, they don't really need to be hanging out. And he said, uh, she said, well, can I help you? He said, no. No. Now, he's a big boy, a little bit bigger than me. He went out there in the parking lot, took his shirt off, cut his shirt off right there, and then cut the, t uh, the tank top right here, right over his shoulder, went in there. It was almost like a spaghetti thing. Walked right back in there. And that woman looked at him and said, <laughs> Won't you just in here? Yeah. What happened? See, you served them. This is the real me. You gonna serve me? I got a shirt on. Ain't much to it. She says, "Well, I ought not to." He said, "Well, you served them." A lot of truth to that, church. I'm telling you. We don't have that problem here. Bless God. It's because of the fact that the people here follow the scripture. I say to you, amen. amen. Hell deceives by flaunting worldly lust in front of us. Mm. Let me help you out. You're going to like this first one. Baseball, basketball, NASCAR, football, softball, shopping, fishing, hunting, and anything else that puts God out of the picture and puts the things of this world in front of Him. Amen? Amen? Amen. That ain't popular. NASCAR, they got the race this afternoon, preacher, over in Martinsville. Basketball, the NCAA. What's the Christian doing watching the NCAA? They're the ones that apply so much pressure to Roy Cooper that he caved in. I don't care where they have their stinking basketball games, to be honest with you. I'm a Tar Heel fan, was. I used to really, I really like NCAA football. I liked it better than the pros, but guess what? 
when they made that and all that pressure, I cut them loose. I could care less now if the NCA sinks or swims. But see, the thing of it is, though, church, that's my standards. And see, that's what I'm thinking because of the fact I want to live up to what the scriptures say. I want to be able to follow the scriptures and say, hey, I'm living, I'm doing the best I can to live by this book. But I'm telling you, in this day and age, in the society that we're in, there fewer and fewer and fewer, they're falling by the wayside. It's because, the reason they're falling by the wayside is because they are weak. They are drinking the milk and they have never got on the meat and taters of the Bible. Let me tell you something. I was a little, and when I got off milk, I found out that there's a whole lot better food than milk. Chicken dumplings, all this stuff right here, bless God. You don't, Look, let me tell you something, church. You don't get stuff like that when you're on milk. You don't, get, you don't mature in Christ until you get into the Scriptures. You got to mature in Christ. Let me tell you something. When you start getting into the Scriptures and you're developing that study life and you're reading the Scriptures and meditating and praying and talking to God daily, I'm telling you what will happen. You'll start maturing in Christ. And the slightest thing won't cause you to run away from the church house. Because that's what happens now. The slightest thing. Well, that's it. I'm done with that right there. I ain't going to put up with it. Every time that happens, let me warn you, you go down. And you keep going down when you get away from your church. What does the Bible say about this? Titus chapter 2, verses 11 and 12. For the grace of God that bringeth salvation have appeared to all men, teaching us and denying the, the teaching us that denying ungod, unworldly godly uh, God, I got my tongue tied. Teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lust, we should live righteously, godly, and so, it says soberly, righteously, and godly in this present world. The devil didn't want me to read that verse. Let me tell you something, church. If we'll just stick with the scriptures, and we live this verse, these two verses here that Titus gave to us, for the grace of God that bringeth salvation have appeared not only to some but to all men, all men. That word men means mankind. Teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lust. All the things and more mentioned in the, in the above. And it also says we should live soberly, which is of a right mind. Not go out here intoxicated. When you're intoxicated, you ain't in the right mind anyway. Righteously, which is being the, doing the things of God. And godly, just being who you are, being a Christian. In this present world. In 2017, trying to live this verse of Scripture, it's like going out in that parking lot and picking up two hen's teeth. we got to figure out this popping thing, making me want to draw my pistol. <laughs> but the thing of it is, though, church, the, the thing of it is, we have got to get this thing narrowed down to where we are living our lives like pleasing and acceptable to a just and holy God. So the question comes up. We're almost done. So does hell have you uh, deceived? You've got to answer this. Does hell have you deceived? If it does, you've got a way out. The way out is simply doing what Romans 10, 13 says. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Simple. If you're saved and Satan's playing mind games with you, 
Even, it says in 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 14, Even so hath the Lord ordained that they which preach, that means live the gospel, should live the gospel. What do you mean by that preacher? If you, in other words, let me just say this. If you walk the walk, you got to talk the talk. You know, that means very simple. Let me put it in even more redneck terms. Let me just say this. If you are what you say you are, you won't be living a life like hell when you get to the house. Amen. Amen. You're going to be living the things of God. You're not going to be going out there sneaking around, going to the juke joints and all this other mess. You will be living your life uh, pleasing and acceptable to a just and holy God. And His name is Jesus Christ. Amen. Look here, let me tell you something. You can slide all the stuff you want past me, and that's fine. But I promise you this, you won't slide nothing past Jesus. Amen. Amen. His eyes see everything. You go into a room and close the door. That ain't no problem. Jesus can see right through it. If you want to live the gospel, if you want to be a, have a testimony for the gospel of Jesus Christ, then church, you simply must live it. You got to live it. Go back and with this and I'm done. On the back of that motorcycle that we seen years ago, great big man on this little tiny motorcycle, but had them duffel bags, had these words: "If you decided, if you leave this world undecided," and then below it, in these bright letters, it said, "You decided." That is true. If you leave this world undecided, you decided. And I'll say this from the bottom of my heart. You got a way out. His name is Jesus. And he stands there waiting with his arms wide open saying, I got you. I got you. But the thing about it is, too many times the world says, I got it. I don't need you. I got it. I can do this. And they said, Jesus, I just don't, you know, I don't need your help in this manner. We see it all the time. The only person that's being deceived is you. See? Let me tell you something. Get down here where y'all can relate. I can take a hamburger, a piece of hamburger meat, freshly ground and make a hamburger patty. Put a little flavor to it. Put it on the grill. It smells so good. I can get out of that drum in the back of the meat department. You know, that drum that they throw all the bad stuff in? <coughs> Green. Mix in a little bit of that red meat with it. Make me a hamburger patty. Put it on the grill. Season it up right beside the, that other one. And, oh, man, that smells good. 
slide that spatula on there about 30 minutes later, put it on the bun, say, here you go, a little salt, pepper, all that stuff on there, tomato, mayonnaise, whoo. Three hours later, you're about to die from food poison. See, it was good. It looked good. It smelled good. Only thing was, Brother Doug, it was color your shirt when we put it on the grill, ain't me? Look at the deception. Look at the deception. You want to know a more realistic thing? 2017, the one thing that nobody should ever do is, is shoot a found gun. When you find a gun, don't shoot it. It's a setup. I found one one time on 7476. Turned around, come back, and picked it up. Still got it. It ain't worth having been run over. But the thing of it was, before I even even think about putting a shell in that thing, I took it to a buddy of mine, had him go through it. He said, why do you want me to go through it? I said, well, it's a found gun. You don't shoot a found gun. People will set stuff in the barrel, pull the trigger, and explode in your hand. See, you don't shoot a found gun, sir. Just because it looks like a pistol, don't mean it's a pistol. Everybody thinking. Just because it looks pretty don't mean that it is. Just because it says Holy Bible doesn't mean that it's the Word of God in 2017. Not with all them other perversions that are out there. See what I'm saying, church? See what I'm saying? Hell has got people deceived in 2017. Hell has got people deceived in 2017. Sister, I as you come. All of us have got loved ones that are deceived. By some of the things that I mentioned and some of the things that I didn't. But you know what they are, church. My question to you is this today. If hell's got you deceived, and if there's some things in your life you say that I need to get straightened out, because I'm, I'm deceived by it. There's no better place to come than right down here at this altar. Let me to this altar. Let me just say this. I can't save a soul. But like the song that was sung, I know a man who can. His name is Jesus Christ. He can save you. He can take control. Let me tell you something. He can clean your life up when nothing else will. You can wash yourself with the best soap that's ever been made. But bless God, Jesus can clean you. No songwriter wrote the song, What can wash away my sins? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. What can make me whole again? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Oh, precious is the flow that makes that makes you white as snow. It's only Jesus. I'm asking you today, church. Every head bowed and every eye closed. There ain't nobody in this church.